So hello and welcome to episode one of the 2020 season of the Shiny Side Up podcast, dedicated to improved production racing around Australia and hosted by Mick Hazelton and myself, Chris White. This episode was recorded on 14 January 2020. In tonight's episode, we're joined by Victoria's fastest taxi driver, Paul Vuelman, to discuss 2019 season champions around Australia, recent IP news, a significant car for sale, and notable upcoming dates in IP, including first round dates and club season launches. In the coming days, we hope to release episode two for the season, which will feature our interview with Paul, so stay tuned for that. Now, thanks to Paul and all our listeners out there for your ongoing support. Don't forget to subscribe on Facebook and in your podcast app for future episodes. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to the Shiny Side Up podcast, our first podcast for 2020. And joining me again tonight on the podcast is Mick Hazelton. G'day, Mick, and Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you, Chris, and to everyone else, and especially to our guest. Yes, Paul Villeman. Paul, thank you for joining us on the Shiny Side Up podcast, mate. No, look, thank you for having me. And as we always do at the beginning of every episode, we'd just like to start by um, once again introducing and thanking the IP sponsors. Firstly, for Mine and Mix Club New South Wales, Yokohama, Vantage Automotive, Aussie Hire, Faber Competition Parts, Midas, Auto Craze, and Bilstein Suspension. And also for Paul's home club, IPRA Victoria, sponsors Yokohama, Traction Tires, DLL Photography and Design, New Line Homes. Triple Eight Capital Group Home Loans and Melbourne Car Kennel. So thank you for those sponsors and also for all the sponsors supporting IP, the category around Australia. Thank you for what you do. Uh, you help us do what we love and we appreciate it. So thank you to you. Let's kick off with some news. Mick, the club champions for 2019, would you like to go through those for us? I mean, some in some cases, surprising results maybe but but in most cases not so firstly for new south wales so new south wales over two leader champion for 2019 was michael king he backed it up from his 2018 if you just looked at a bit of paper and on his lap times and what everyone expects him to do you'll think oh yeah he just walked it in but trev spatiri gave him quite a good run this year and he was faster sometimes and really made Michael work for every heat race victory, never alone round victory. And that was great for our class, I believe, in New South Wales. Set aside the fact that late model turbos are now so fast, but it, I think they are definitely the two leading late model turbos in the country now when you look around and the times that they're doing and their performance. And it's kind of good to see that it's not just a big LMV8 domination or LMV8 getting in front on straights and then, you know, tight racing, but, you know, not seeing true speed. So I think it was good for our club this year. I think it entices new people to see that a more popular in the modified car culture car is doing very well and a more modern car that people can come in. So well done, Michael. He drove fantastically. His car's amazing. And well done, Trev, who was the runner-up and pushed him all the way. And obviously, well done to everyone else. So For sure. congrats. Sorry, mate, just before you go on, it's in probably a good time to note that um, I've seen some ads on Michael's Facebook page suggesting that 
that car will be available for lease next year. So I know he's bought a, a TCR car and he's off to do some TCR. And I think Michael and, and the DTMF folks are preparing that car for someone potentially to come in and, and do a, a pay drive type arrangement. So I'm not sure if uh, anyone's actually taken the bait on that, but if they do, they could do a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the time it's kind of daunting stepping into the, the best car in a category. But if you really want to know what a car is meant to do, so either someone that's thinking of building up a fast IP car or buying into a fast IP car, there's no better opportunity to, to be able to cheaply, in inverted commas, because I'm sure you know it's still going to be worth, you know, the value will be worth what it costs to drive a front-running car over a weekend. Yeah. But still, it's it's uncomparable to the investment in time and money in trying to do your own or to buy someone else's outright is quite expensive. So that could be a very good opportunity for anyone looking to step up or try IP and come and feel what it's like in a big field of different cars with different strengths and having the fun that we do. Yeah, for sure. Mm. And uh, unders, uh, so it was Harry Cooper again. Yes, but he didn't have it all his own way. He missed, did he miss two rounds or did he just... Miss one round and then have bad luck at one round. I can't remember. Yeah, I think, but I, think he's, I think that's the way it went. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah. wasn't all uh, clean sailing for him. No, he. So I'm not going to argue. He was definitely the class of the field and the fastest. And that's no disrespect to anyone else in under two liters. He just he's got his driving really good. He's got the car really good, and he's kicking goals in under two liter and nationally known as one of the fastest coupling. Even though he's probably leaving our category, I would say, judging by what's been happening. is I've seen him in former Ford. I don't know if that's just test driving or or what, yeah. or, and, and his car's for sale, I believe, isn't it? It's It's been sold, I understand. Uh, I don't know the details, but um, I have it on pretty good authority that someone bought that car after the last New South Wales round at um, Sydney Motorsport Park last year. So that's why it didn't go to the Nationals. The car was actually sold. And I think it's <coughs> heading into state, but I'm not sure about that. So I'll I'll um, offer that as, yeah, a, as a, a supposition, yeah. but not. Um, I don't know for sure. Yeah. But the good thing about it was I think we've seen Harry push the other under two-litre cars, just like Jordan Cox before him, to really try and get their setup dialed in and their driving improved and and they've all got faster because of those two guys that we've had in under two leader in new south wales and i'm actually looking forward to this year to see them unhinged you know no more who's going to come second Mm -hmm. feeling around then that i think there's going to be a genuine fight for top position in New South yep. Wales amongst hopefully three to four cars if yep. they all turn up. A yep. couple of quick Hondas, hopefully Kurt's S13 and um, in, in the S14. Yeah, Hendy. Yeah, which yep. would be which would be great. So, and I'm not sure. I, I know that um, that the uh, X Hansen S15 is also for sale again. So, you know, who knows? You're right. It could be a, a really yeah. uh, interesting championship for unders this year. So, uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, let's see how it goes. To coin um, a terrible f- phrase, watch this space. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, Victoria, so maybe, Paul, you'd like to give us your thoughts on how the championship went this year. Um, Overs champion, again, Luke Gretsch Cumbo in his Commodore. Luke's championship run in over two litre this year, not necessarily as smooth as it has been in prior years, Paul. 
No, no. He, um, I don't think it's ever been super smooth. He's always had someone having a go at him. But this year, yeah, he had, he had a few engine dramas and blew the shies and highs out of one of them. And then <laughs> sort of, uh, I think he might, I think for some reason, I'm thinking he did too. And he's just, his ability to turn a car around is just incredible. Like from Friday practice to Saturday race, he, he had one car engine completely down to nothing and then built back up and raced, raced the first race the next day. Unbelievable. Oh, just not nah, just sort of stuff that that most of us normal humans go. Nah, no nah, thanks, I'm done. Yeah, we, hit uh, Luke, we hit Luke, the bar and an awesome, just go stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's an awesome guy. Like he's good fun as well. But uh, yeah, so good. Well done, well done to Luke. He, he hung in there and and, and come on with the goods. Yep. So, but Paul, there was also uh, evidently, at least from the Natsoft results, uh, some competition from a couple of BMs down there. Can you talk us oh, through that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There is uh, Andrew Butcher. And um, oh, Nathan Robinson, Nathan Robinson, yeah, they're always in there and about. They are two very quick. Andrew's Andrew Butcher's just got nothing but quicker. Like he, um, he's a great guy and he, and he just loves his racing. And he's just coming on stronger and stronger and stronger. And those BMWs, yeah, they just don't go away. And and Brawny, who um, is you know perennially turning up and having a crack. <laughs> yeah, Brawny. Brawny's funny. I've known Brawny forever. Like I raced against Brawny. He had a, uh, a Sigma, and I had a, uh, a Falcon in Speedway. That's the right. back I know, I know, I know Brawny from. But yeah, he's always in there somewhere, and his car's so strong. Like for a, for a car that's a what is it? It's a later model engine with it, and he's taken all the electronic fuel injection of an off, and he's gone back to throttle bodies and a, and a, and points or not points and an ignition system. The thing is just angry. <laughs> it's on Webers, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's which on Webers. Anyway, yeah, it's side draft Webers. It's got a pretty good yeah. gearbox in it. That makes up for oh, a lot yeah. of it. And it's a well balanced little thing. And he and drives pretty well the, driven. Yeah, yeah, he, he can drive. The, he can drive the yeah. wheels off a wheelbarrow. Like just incredible. Good stuff. And um, in unders, Steve Zorker's uh, in uh, Jordan Cox's uh, yeah, old Civic. Civic. Yeah, so he got that. He got that happening. Like, obviously, it's. It's been a quick little car, obviously, because Jordan can steer and can drive and develop the car. But Stephen's got in that and just taken over the reins and yeah, and just continued on. Because I think he had a, a Subaru. Yeah, uh, a BRZ or a BRZ, uh, yeah, eighty six or whatever it is. That's it. Yeah, he was in, he, and he was sort of there and about, but he was never sort of like this thing's just yeah. He just take him up a level, and obviously, a, a fast car is only one part of it. You got about to steer the thing, so he can steer right, and yeah, well done. Yeah, good stuff. Congratulations to Steve. On to the Queensland Championship. Uh, so, again, you know, Mick and I, you and I have spoken about this. Zach Hudson and his performance in the RX-7, just uh, fantastic. Our boy, good on him. Yeah, he was dynamite this year, wasn't he? What a debut year. Just crushing lap records, driving like he's been doing it for the last 15 years in, in improved production. Looks like he understands the car inside out, and it's his first year in it. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. We and will we off. will put a little disclaimer on that is we do know also how good that car is, but exactly what Paul just said, you have to know how to steer it and you've got to put every lap together and you've got to know how to race it. And he's shown a lot of maturity, a lot of speed, and um, I think he's got a bit of a bit of a fan base in crew production now. I think a lot of people realise what a good kid he is and just how fast he is being able to sit on Ray down at at the Nationals, that was an amazing effort, not just to sit on him, but, you know, to come through a few cars to get there. It's fantastic. Oh, was he the guy, 
Is he the guy that was all over Ray down at Tassie? Yeah. Yes. That's that boy, Zach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I've seen some, in, some, some footage of him in car and that. That's incredible. Uh, yep. Car's well. amazing, and and he yeah. can drive it. And and look, he's he's impressed a lot of people this year, and rightly so. And and certainly in the Queensland Championship, he was pretty much unchallenged. I think there was one round at uh, Queensland Raceway where I think the um, uh, fourteen, yeah, Marinelli uh, uh, pressured him, and and there was some good racing there. But but apart from that, and certainly in Morgan Park, he was he was class of the field, and and um, yeah, well deserved. Uh, championship for him in his in his inaugural year. So congratulations, Zach. And in unders, Matt Dwyer in his Celica. Now I don't know much about that car or, or Matthew, but um, he's obviously put together a pretty solid year. Well, I don't know anything about it either. I can't even picture the car from YouTube footage, which is a shame because he's obviously done really well. <laughs> like yeah. you can't win a championship without being you know, a class of that that under two liter field. So yeah, well done unders, to Matt. Unders, yeah. Yeah, and I'm just, I just can't picture it myself, which is a shame, but now I want to go and do some research. I didn't even know, so I'll look forward to that. Mm, yeah, it's a, it's a blue Celica, one of the uh, front-wheel drive models, um, a, a later model one. Obviously, consistency, but, but I'm just thinking about the front-wheel drive one. Yeah, yeah. There are some quick unders cars in Queensland, and... You know, Walden wasn't um, turning up with the skinny 12A this year as much in the state rounds. But, you know, even aside from David's car, there are some, some quick cars and he's obviously turned up and, and got got the job done. So, yeah, well done, Matthew. Well done. So the South Australian Championship. So Ian Statham in the Magna, the Overs winner for 2019. I know you love the Magna. Mick? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure of the competition. I didn't follow it that much, but I'm loving that the Magnus won. Just that's now forever in our IP history that a Magna <laughs> has won a club championship, and I love it because those yeah. two two cars and two guys driving it are some of my favourite to watch because I just know the guys sit behind me going, oh, my God, the Magna. You know, like it must be... <laughs> demoralizing sometimes especially if you've just spent money on your car or you think you're doing good and then a magna slides up the inside so um i'm team magna that's for sure those guys are doing a great job the platform means they can get a lot of mid corner speed out and keep their speed up and they're not slouchy down the straight either so they're driven well they've got good corner speed and they're powerful enough to be quite competitive in the four liter and under category and I, yeah, I'm I'm well happy. That's that's great to see, for sure. And look, I, I, I think obviously there are some quick cars in South Australia. You've got um, Adam Poole when he turns up, probably class of the field. I would have thought down there. Uh, you've got, or you had at least the Demeric 808. You yeah. have Scott. Yeah, my car. F13. Yeah, my car. Yeah, your car. <laughs> you did buy it, didn't you? That was. <laughs> what about the yeah. new one? T eighty six. Yeah, Chris Brown's 86, um, uh, which he uh, actually, we're going to have Brownie on the show hopefully in a week or two. So it'll be good to have a chat with him. But yeah, that car's super quick. So yeah, a lot of And there's cars the other and, fast uh, Evo down there with Sandaris. Yes, Andy, Andy Sandaris. And uh, obviously the, the other Magna, the Woodbury Magna, which um, you just mentioned, the two quick ones, the red and the white ones. So uh, the red and white one, yeah. Yeah, I think Ian Statham's is the trying to remember i think it's the white one the but, white um, red one yeah and, and yeah yeah that's right well red on white or whatever you call it but anyway congratulations ian uh, good result 
obviously consistency and speed and uh, well with the flowing corners at the bend probably suiting that car better he's um he's probably uh, you know over a points championship season he's uh, he's got it done so well done and in unders your least favorite platform is it a, for is racing, it a new one though is it a new one or is it yeah, it is it's a new one oh, yeah man. so uh adam trimmer in his unders car congratulations adam uh commiserations for um the car but <laughs> yeah exactly like yeah well really it means that he's done twice as good as anyone else because that car yeah. does not deserve to be good in improved production like it's just the wrong platform we've, we've spoken about it way too much it's such a waste of such a good car that could be similar to mm. maybe an mx5 would be a good car if it was allowed in you know but it's just the rules don't suit the car and well done like yeah. very well done. Yeah, again, had to get it done. Had have to, you know, you have to earn the points and and uh, get to the end of the season at the front. So he's obviously done that. Well done, Adam. In West Australia, so this was a tight championship all year, which has eventually, I understand, been won by Nick Mitic in his BMW. Uh, Mick, you'll remember we chatted about Nick. Yes. Uh, with Ash earlier in the, uh, well, last year it was, and he had a battle all year with the ex-Peter Major, ex-Kevin uh, Ledger, WRX. And so to, to come out on top against such a quick car, he's Plus, obviously... Plus, I believe, I believe Ash said that's still run the standard M3 engine. Which is unbelievably... I mean, it says a lot for his driving. Nick must yeah. have really... Like, they're a good engine, obviously, but they're not race car horsepower. You know, they're obviously built to do a couple of hundred thousand Ks. So mm. that's just exceptionally awesome. And we know how good that WRX is. So former, Yeah, former he, national championship winning car. Yeah, and it's very well developed. So even if it's he was more consistent, it doesn't matter. It's the same to win any championship. You have to be there all the time. You have to have consistent results. You have to keep your head and you have to drive well. So, well done, Nick. Excellent work, mate. Absolutely. And Ron Coote in his Escort in Unders. I, I don't know much about Ron, but he's obviously done well. Um, Grant Gellin in his Escort was quick all year. So, uh, well done, Ron. Obviously coming through to, to win that championship. Yep, same again. That's, you, without knowing anything about it, to win a championship... Is no easy feat, so well done, guys. Very well done. The Northern Territory Championship, Jake Burgess winning in overs. I'm not sure what Jake drives. Um, do you know, Mick? No, I don't, unfortunately. And uh, in unders, Craig Wright winning. I think I've seen – I think Craig Wright drives in escort, but I can't recall for sure. Anyway, well done, Craig and Jake. And the in Tasmanian Championship, of course, they only run improved production. They don't have an unders and overs class, as we learned from Ayrton last year. Matthew Grace, who actually came third in the Nationals uh, down at Baskerville, um, won that championship and has obviously shown some pace. So, well done, Matthew, and I hope you can make it over to the mainland for, uh, for some racing, maybe against the Victorian guys this year and uh, showing uh, that pace uh, outside of Tasmania. So, well done, Matthew. All right. No, one, guy that, one guy to Tassie kicking our asses enough. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Maybe yeah, that'll that. be something to talk about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Before we get to that, though, in other news, the 2020 National, so it has been confirmed for the October 2020 long weekend at Morgan Park. Mick, will you be able to make it this year? You think? It's definitely a want, but I, I can't see me racing anything. Like I'll, I'll, right. I, I want to come up. I'd really like to, obviously, but yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe I'll be crewing for you. 
or at least for um <laughs> for Macca, uh, yeah, maybe exactly. Fitting together, I'm still keen to press Ash to get his Mustang done for for Morgan Park. He's told me it's a it's a it's a it's a goal. Uh, so yeah, maybe there'll be a few of us up there, and my car's getting maybe close. Maybe room talk on about the, that a bit later. Maybe there's room on the trailer, and Ash can bring the Commodore and let me have a steer. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that would be, Let's hook that up. Drive. Yeah, it'd be an interesting car around Morgan Park. It'd be a handful. If um booked my accommodation and anyone who's listening who's thinking about getting to the Nationals um, in 2020, remember it is the long weekend in October up at Morgan Park. I'd be suggesting getting on to things like accommodation and that sort of thing now because it's probably going to get pretty hard to find a place in Warwick over that weekend if you delay too long. So, yeah, I'd be getting on to that. So I, I, I did forget to ask you, actually, um, Paul, whether you had any thoughts about going to the Nationals. So I'm sorry I didn't ask you that question. Oh, I, I only told him, mate, Wayne Twisty. He, he's obviously been racing IP for a long time about it. And I'm sort of, there's a bit of me that wants to go, same as, same as you guys. I'm sort of, I, I, I'm sort of keen and I've just got to work out a, 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 somehow I can make a holiday scheme around it and for my wife to be happy as well. Because mm. I can't go to Queensland without her. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of, about 30% yes. Oh, there you go. Well, 30% is better than nothing, so we'll see where, yeah. that, where that lands. The second thing I wanted to talk about, obviously there's been a lot of talk on mm-hmm. forums and elsewhere over the past couple of months about the boss block um, and its eligibility in IP. So that's been confirmed. Uh, Mick, I guess without um, sort of... Oh, I've got a whole yeah, episode ten. on this. In my yeah. Head, so, so, so maybe, maybe, maybe we'll talk about it in the future. But, but I mean, I guess your initial thoughts on on that as a decision. So, from what I've learnt from what I've read, the reason that is it's eligible is because Ford offer it as a replacement block anyway. So it kind of goes with the IPRA rules in that way. There's freedoms in any block to be able to machine out and change your cam bearing diameter and to be able to change the stroke and move the cam away if you want. Uh, the oilers you could put on any engine so that and you can sign these bore within the rules. So really Ford have just made it easier for you to build a race engine out of this block than you would have to for a block that didn't have that. Now whether or not you believe that is right or not, that's all subjective. Yeah, we've been told it's eligible and we all know that it affects a few people for good and for bad and some people have made decisions based on the fact that it was eligible or they thought that it might not be. So then there's been different and I feel sorry for all of those guys that this maybe could have been delivered and communicated better 10 years ago. So Fair then, enough, fair call. That's that's the only thing that I don't like how it's all gone down is so many people had different ideas of what and that could be up to the individuals or that could be up to IP for not communicating well enough with all its members. I don't know. I really don't know what and it's happened, so now we need to deal with it. And then in the future episode that we talk about this, we can talk about what the end result might be for the uh, GM people because yeah and the category um, more broadly i think because you know and the got, category more broadly ramifications yes. well i also want to talk about because of the boss block being used and the horsepower it can make i feel that ip has gone in the direction it has chasing it and if it was not eligible and everyone knew that that 
back in 2008, I don't think we would have the same situation we're in with the rules and where the direction of the class is. So that's obviously never going to be changeable. But for me, I think it's something to talk about because it should be looked upon as a lesson learned and how we feel the future of the class and the direction should go looking back of if we could change it, what would have happened, you know, all that sort of if, but, when. That doesn't change things really, but it should change our perception on where the class will go or might go or might not go or might stall the rules or whatever. That's definitely up for discussion. Cool. Paul, any thoughts on the boss block or have you, have you so given it any thought at all? When you're talking boss block, because I know there's been a lot of discussion about motorsport block. Yes, so motorsport that's fine. block, boss block, same thing. Yeah. yeah okay. So, well, okay. Okay. So this is the whole motorsport argument. block. I think isn't what's available for the for the Holden as far as the same sort of thing. No, so the motorsport. Let's we'll call it the boss block and the motorsport block. And anyone who yep. knows more will know that there's different code names and things. But yep. basically, yes. the Group A Mustang that came out with the boss block that yep. is now near unobtainium to get. Ford sell as a direct replacement the Ford Motorsport block, which is used in whatever the major Australian category is. They're still using that as the current block now. And you can buy and start your IP engine build with the same thing that the latest Mustang starts with to put in their supercar. So that's why there's not an uproar, but that's why there's two sides of the fence on why it should be in or why it should be out. So if you read the rules for how they're written and you interpret it, and let's put aside the yeah. fact that it's been already confirmed as eligible, but I'm just saying for people's opinion is because they are reading the rules a different way, never mind what's eligible or not, and they would feel that it goes against the, the culture of the category. Whereas there's other people saying, well, it specifically says these in the rules and mm. it meets all those rules, so then it should be in. So yep. that's why there's a definite divide in people's opinion on this. And yeah, that's why it's been such a highly talked about issue. That's mm. for sure. Yep. Yep. Well, that's true. From me, it doesn't bother me because obviously they're about 15 cars ahead of me and they just do their own thing. Well, technically, it doesn't bother me for my racing, and it might not bother Chris, even though his car no. might be that good. You never know. But it's not the point. Is I think we all yeah. love the category. We yep. all want to continue to get numbers and have big fields and race lots of different cars. And we really don't want a horsepower race at the front of the field that separates the first, say, two to 10 cars, depends on how many get built, compared to the rest. We really don't want yeah. that. And we don't want to know that if we ever go to Hidden Valley or the Bend, where we've got two big horsepower sections, that they're just going to pull away and be untouchable. Well, the sand down sort of experience. The sand down, yeah. Sandown is exactly the same thing. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk about that, I think, uh, in a future episode. Mick, uh, I think you're right. It, it deserves uh, a separate discussion. The next piece of news I wanted to talk about is um, the National Administrator appointment, or uh, Brett Waters from South Australia has been appointed. So congratulations, Brett. Uh, do either of you know Brett or know of him? Or... Uh, no, never heard of him. No, I, I've heard of him because of this, but I don't know him personally, no. Well, neither do I. So, look, congratulations, Brett. We might have you on the show at some point if you want to come on and talk about IP and your thoughts for where we're going as a category and, and your vision for the future. So, uh, but congratulations in the in the meantime and uh, well done on your appointment. 
the Hislop Falcon. So it is for sale. An ad went up on my 105 shortly after the Nationals, I think. And uh, there's no price on it. But, um, you know, it is a it is a price and application type, type ad. A lot of spares, a lot of know-how. Um, I guess an opportunity for someone to buy their way into a front-running vehicle. Uh, I mean, what do you what do you have to what do you, what are your thoughts on this, Mick? It's I guess it was always going to happen at some point. Yeah, I thought he was just going to take a vacay for a little bit. I thought, yep, he might just let lie low for a bit, do some caravanning, some fishing, turn up to a racetrack and have a chat to people, and then come back in a year or two. But it seems like something has affected him enough to want to sell the car. I think from what I've seen that there is more to the boss block story on a personal level with a few people that I really yeah. don't think that it's up to us to even speculate about. We don't know that much. We're only hearing what other people are talking about, but for someone to sell their car, which seemingly is related to this boss block controversy because it happened around the same time. So, you know, that's what we all assume. Well, I gather we all assume. There's so that's a shame. About that. There's I speculation about that, of course. Yeah. So either way, look, either way, it's a loss for the category. It's a massive loss for the category. As much as some people would say that when Ray turns up, it's just a fight for second, it's still watching people develop cars to try and chase him and get as fast has been great to see for the category. And honestly, personally, I wanted to see him come to Eastern Creek and Wakefield Park and try and beat our Evos. Honestly, yeah. they're fast enough. So, you know, I was really looking forward to that. I was hoping that the speed of our two Evos would entice him to come and run in New South Wales a couple of times. But as it seems, it's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I think it is a shame for the category in many ways. You're right. He's he's been a fixture in IP for so long, uh, and he's obviously put a massive amount of time, money, effort, uh, thought into developing that car. And it's yeah, you, know, you can only see it as a loss for the category. So um, it's yeah, iconic. I mean, it's it an iconic absolutely. car, and yeah. it's well known around the country as the best improved production car. Now that's probably a little bit unfair to say because Ray really does steer that thing yep. well and smartly. Like, I've seen that car put down the fastest lap on the last lap of the race, even though he was blistering through the whole race anyway, to show his wisdom in what that car needs for every lap to go fast yep. and then to save it enough to put down some times at the end. So as much as amazing that car is, and we all probably think it's by far the best car in IP, he's doing the right things with it too. Mm, and For sure. It was, he was definitely the class and definitely iconic, and it's quite sad that him and that car isn't going to be around in the foreseeable future. For sure. Paul, anything to add on um, the Hislop Falcon? Oh, he's easy a little bit later on, but, um, yeah, look, I've met Ray quite a few times, and he's a great bloke. He's always good to have a chat, and, and, and especially when I first started, You'd be wandering around. I went to a, went to a, oh, went to a, a, an event up at Bathurst helping out, and he was there and I was yakking to him like he's like his long lost friend. And and here he is, the fastest car in the country, and he just yeah, he's, he's up for a chat and loves his car. And so yeah, it's, it's pretty sad to see him go. I think he's great for the sport. So for sure. 
Um, next thing uh, I wanted to have a chat about, and again, we might skip over this a little bit because we're, we're into IP and not so much TCR, but uh, King is off to race TCR in 2020. Mick, any thoughts on, on that? I think it's a good move. Like it's an achievable class to get into. The rules are very good. And when you've been dominating for a couple of years like he has and putting down the times and the development in the car, he probably has a little bit of a personal goal to actually milestone himself against other cars and, and other drivers. And maybe for a bit of personal improvement, he, I think he would have to work with an engineer more in TCR car. So it would be a whole new skill set. And also racing. In TCR, you make one little error, you're going to have people hounding all over you. Whereas, let's be honest, in New South Wales, a lot of the time, he could make an error or two a lap and not really affect his race that much. Not saying he did, I never saw it, but you would see it in TCR. So maybe he wants to go and distress himself a little bit. Um, I don't think he's trying to be, you know, the next big paid superstar in racing in Australia, but he's definitely wants to go and see maybe to prove thing. I'm, I'm not sure, but good. I'll do it if I could. So good on him. I think it's great. Good luck. Yeah, good luck to you, Michael. Uh, another thing I, I noticed today on the Facebook page that IPRA South Australia is offering $500 prize money to be picked at random from a new competitor at a South Australian round in 2020. So uh, I guess they're looking to entice people to come down and race a, a round in the South Australian Championship this year. Would that be uh, enticing to either of you guys to get down to the Bend or Malala to have a run? Oh, yeah. From, from my point of view, I'm going back to the Bend for sure. I've only been yeah. there once, and it's fantastic. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'll drive my car around the bend again, that's for sure. I'll take the risk of going down there again in my car just to get on the bend again, never alone. You know, if there's like $500, let's be honest, it's not really that enticing, but it's still 500 bucks. Like, it's still yeah. it's still a very good in, little incentive just as a little cherry on top, excuse. I suppose. Yeah, and, and, and maybe a little bit of incentive just to give you the um, extra little nudge that you need to go and race some more at the Bend. So probably good initiative from IPRA South Australia. Well done yeah. to the committee there for coming up with that idea. And I guess the last one uh, is obviously just reminding everybody that rain lights are required now from 2020. So fellas got rain lights on your cars? Mm, i got tail yeah, lights. I've <laughs> yeah, well. So uh, is this... Is this in all cars now? So is the way we were yep. talking about it before, it's only at certain events, nope. national all events cars, or something. Yep. It's all cars now. Okay. All cars. So you can you can you can do the uh, the flashy um, high cost uh, option, which is to go and buy your cams FIA approved LED rain light, which flashes, and um, probably bucks. cost you about yeah hundred dollars. Or you can go down to Super Cheap Auto and buy yourself a fifteen watt um, trailer tail light like. Mac has done, and uh, chuck it on the back, and all good. Doesn't require cams approval as long as it's bigger than twenty square centimeters. Which I don't know. I think the Mac has just bought a round trailer light, which um, probably is going to do the trick. I'm sure he'd know. He's probably done the measurements uh, to make sure he's spent the absolute minimum <laughs> to keep it cheap and cheerful. So, are, you, um, are we talking Macca in the black? Little oh, yeah. oh yeah. no, Macca. He's a funny guy. <laughs> Well, he's he's got his car stitched up for 2020. He's gone and done that. So, um, yeah, look, it doesn't have to be a high-cost thing, but I guess it's just, you know, getting the 
getting it together and running the wiring and you know building the circuit and putting a switch in somewhere and mounting the light so you know it's probably a probably an hour and a half job if you if you know what you're doing um and um obviously you know either your hundred dollar fancy option or your um you know 15 20 bucks from super cheap or repco and you're, you're back in business but just a reminder to everybody i'm sure the scrutinies will be checking that out the first round in 2020 and giving people a kick in the butt if they haven't got one in there so get your rain lights um in in for 2020 so for all us nappies what is an what is the what is an incandescent light so that's light? yeah it's just a bulb so it's a, not an led the opposite of an led your normal incandescent bulb so one with a filament running through it where you know yep. like a like your old um you know sort of yeah, just a normal trail, trailer type tail light, really. Okay. Um, so anything you know, sort of like that, will do the job. And you turn it on, and I guess it's just going to be on solidly. It's not going to flash or anything. Uh, there's yeah. no requirement, as far as I can tell, from looking at the rule that it flashes. Obviously, the cams approved one, the FIA one, does flash. But uh, and that's why that and the fact that they're like a big LED thing, that's why they're so expensive because they've got that circuitry built in. But um, yeah, if you just go and buy a, you know, just a basic sort of tail light, stick it on the back, and you can turn it on and it just shines solidly, uh, 15 watts plus. Then, um, you know, as long as it's more than 20 square centimeters, so, you know, I think in a circle that's going to be sort of something roughly sort of what I don't know, three times going to be roughly eight centimeters in diameter, anything like that, or bigger than that, then it's going to be big enough as long as it's 15 plus watts. I think it's yeah, got to okay. be red. So, yeah, you know. But yeah, so we've got to. You said as big done. as eight centimeters. I thought it would be about yeah. the sixty mil. Well, sixty mil, is six mil centimeters. Ones. Pi yeah. R squared. So, so what's that? R squared. It's a radius. Oh, two pi R. Oh shit! I don't know. <laughs> no. Anyway. Oh, race right, car drivers. Yeah, yeah. You know, get your calculators out. Twenty square centimeters. Um. So yeah, yeah and fifteen watts minimum. Yeah. And send um, us a yep. send us a Facebook message what that answer is. Yeah, someone will know. We can talk now about cars for sale. I think we've already talked about Hislop's Falcon, so I'm not sure there's anything more to say about that other than the fact that you probably couldn't buy a better developed... No, you definitely couldn't buy a better developed, faster IP car in Australia right now. So if that's your fancy to go and buy some speed, then uh, hit Ray up and, um, yeah, you might um, you might find yourself with the fastest IP car in the country. So uh, we'll see where that goes. Apart from that, look, there are dozens of IP cars for sale. It's it's obviously off-season. Mick, is there anything that's jumped out at you specifically that, that you think is a good deal for someone who might be looking to get into the category? I have restricted myself and not looked at any. So um, I've been told I need to put my, my butt into gear and get onto my car and stop moping about, about the, the silly thing. So I'm going to try and get my car a little bit better this year and do some testing and make sure I get it little bugs out. And I'm looking forward to testing dad's car, the little supercharged Corolla and hopefully to get a few races maybe in it this year as well. So look, I'm, I'm not even teasing myself. And to be honest, if I can't buy the green 808 from SA, I, I don't want to even look at anything else. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I think that car has sold by the way. I've heard whispers that it has, this time sold for real. Uh, I'm not yep. absolutely certain about that, but um, and uh, Max, if it hasn't, hit me up and let me know because I'm happy to correct that. But uh, um, I heard it's sold. So if it stays in IP and we all get to see it again, then that's great news. Hopefully, yep. someone else 
spends the time and effort that it needs because it, it, it is quite a time-hungry car by the look of it yeah. with what we've heard without actually owning it, I wouldn't know, but it seems to be a time-hungry car. So hopefully someone's got the, the time to put into it and yeah. we get to see it where it should be on an, in an IP race and going very fast. In New South Wales. <laughs> That'll be even better now, wouldn't be it? Awesome. But that's um, just being selfish of us. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, uh, look, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I've sort of been trying to avoid looking at cars for sale and um, finish my own car, uh, which is getting much closer. So it's spent time on the dyno over the past two weeks and it's making power and not blowing up, which is good. And good. Uh, those of you who are following us on Facebook will know that uh, I've we've hit a bit of a, um, a snag with ignition. I probably should have been a bit more ambitious in terms of my coil selection when I was building the car. I put D585 Denzos in it, which I thought would be enough. They're not. So we've hit a, a boost ceiling and, uh, and it's not at competitive levels yet in terms of power and torque, but um, uh, it's, it's, it's looking promising. It? Uh, yeah, it's, it's blowing spark out at about 20 pounds. So yeah. it's... Um, yeah, look, but it's it's definitely showing signs. Um, we've got all the basic setup done in the MoTeC now. Thank you in particular, while I think of it, um, to Jamie Augustine for helping me out with um, the MoTeC and getting uh, some assistance for me from MoTeC uh, for the timing ref sync mode that we needed. Um, that Thank you, Jamie. I really appreciate it, and it's helped me get the car into a position where I might even be able to race it uh, at the first round in New South Wales, uh, if not definitely round two, but I'm, I'm certainly being ambitious and trying to make it for round one. Uh, I've, my tuner's got new coils, which he has agreed to YM for me, and I hope that um, I'll be in a position to pick the car up maybe in the next couple of weeks and do the last finishing touches it needs before logbooking it and getting it uh, entered for the first round in New South Wales, which we'll talk about. I want to support your shout-out to Jamie. I've even had Jamie... I. Um, shared my desktop while I was plugged into into the MoTeC on the car, looking for a bug that I couldn't find, and he figured it out. It was just how to bring up some data, and there was an issue with it, but he still spent his time, his personal time, he did it after work to, to help me out, and just did it to make his name and MoTeC name as strong, you know, to keep it as strong as it is in the racing community. So, yeah, I definitely support what you buy when you buy a MoTeC. You don't just buy the, the engine and the car management system. You're buying all the skills and the good people behind it that yep. want to help you go and have fun on race day. Yeah, I've, for sure. I've heard um, doing a similar thing locally at race meetings. He's been down there doing something and somebody's had a problem. They said, oh, yeah, Jamie, Jamie Augustine's here. And they said, oh, oh yeah. And they, he, he'd come over and give him a hand and sorted some stuff out and off he's gone. So he's, he's got a good name around the place for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I know Phil Armour has a similar uh, name yep. in New South Wales. And, and so, you know, MoTeC and, and I know Phil Laird in, in Queensland. Um, so there's a lot of support around the country for for, for MoTeC as an ECU. And, and, yeah, certainly a reason why you see MoTeC in a lot of IP cars because, um, yeah, there's a reason. It's not just the fact they're a, a, a really good ECU. It's because you get that after-sales service and, and, and support. So, again, thanks, Jamie, and thanks to uh, MoTeC. Appreciate it. So upcoming dates, uh, firstly, the uh, IP, uh, the various IP club season launches are coming up. So I know Victoria has theirs set for the 8th of Feb uh, at 5.30 at the Brighton Beach Bowls. Not sure if you're going to make it, Paul, but um, 
Uh, I think you've got to dress up in a stupid shirt and do some barefoot bowls yeah. or something, but it sounds I'm like it's going to be fun. I've, um, yeah, I've got to go to Sydney. I'm actually going to Westby Daughter Road, which is pretty cool, but I had a shirt picked out. It was going to be had a, had, it was BMW-related. Turn it into a round one shirt then. Turn it into a round one shirt. Yeah, I'm thinking about wearing it for normal days at the club now. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, so, well, being a Ford God. bloke, I was going to wear. I was going to wear a, uh, like a Holden shirt. So well, it's a shit shirt, but. So, <laughs> oh boy! Well, it sounds like it's going to be a fun night. Uh, although yeah, uh, um, they're going to be poorer for you not attending, so um, that's no good. New South Wales, um, our, uh, the IP New South Wales club uh, uh, club season launch uh, is on the twelfth of February at uh, Sydney Motorsport Park. So, uh, for you New South Wales members, get along. I think it's a Wednesday night. Uh, I'm going to certainly try and get there if uh, work allows. So yeah, it should be, should be a good night. Uh, as for racing. So um, first round nationally, uh, first state round nationally is the Victorian state round at Sandown, February 15 and 16. So at least 38 people entered at the moment. So uh, if you haven't entered, get in quickly to avoid being um, shuffled down the, the order. New South Wales and Western Australia and also Tasmania are um, uh, the last weekend in February into the first weekend in March. So Wakefield Park is, uh, I think it's February 29 and March 1st, uh, uh, as is uh, West Australia at Barbagallo. Uh, Tasmania have a one-day meeting at Baskerville on that Sunday, the, the 1st of March. So, um, yeah, first rounds for those states uh, coming up. And then you've got Queensland and South Australia not launching their seasons until the end of March. So Morgan Park... 27 to 29 March, and then South Australia at Malala, um, March 28th. So those are your first rounds. Um, make sure your cars are ready, fellas and ladies. Yeah, we'll uh, hopefully see you on track uh, for the first round of the season in each case. The Northern Territory, no dates yet. Uh, I've done a bit of hunting around. I can't see any dates for, for NT so far. So if there are dates out there, if someone could shoot them through, happy to put them up on our Facebook page so people know what's going on in the Territory. There's no Bathurst IP event this year, is there? Uh, I don't oh, is think there? Is there Is there like the regularity thing? Oh, uh, yeah, okay. There's no yeah, Bathurst yeah, promoted not, not IP, event. No. Yeah, I think there's I think a challenge, there, but... And the TCRs have done a thing. Yeah, and uh, although um, combined sedans are still on, so I know that they were hunting around a couple of people who dropped out of combined sedans, and Steve Lacey is organising that. Um, he's, I think, um, uh, New South Wales sports sedan, so uh, he was looking for a couple of people to jump in and fill some gaps that have opened up in combined sedans. So if somebody's interested, I guess you could, you, you've got a possibility of getting on the grid, but... Yeah, I've run with them. They're, they're easy to deal with. They made the experience really good. And because it's Bathurst and it's a special event, you know, it's easy to say, oh, different cars and yeah, 25 seconds slower than the, the front-running yeah. sports dance. Yeah. But, like, there's so many different cars and there's a big bunch of people and you're just enjoying the event. So I'd promote it, that's for sure. If anyone asked me what was it like, I'd say, yeah, I'd do it again for sure. Well, if you're out there and interested, um, uh, hit up Steve Lacey uh, as I understand as of a few days ago they had a couple of um, vacancies so you need a, um, a national level license I think um, uh, and obviously not on your P's but if you're um, if you if you if your car's ready and and you're willing to enter and then hit up Steve and, and you might get in I think that's it fellas um, thanks again Paul and Mick for joining us no, no thank thank you thank you very much Paul for coming on 
And again, thanks also to, uh, again, the IP sponsors around Australia. Thank you to all our listeners out there and thanks to the volunteers and racers that make what we do possible. Um, thanks, guys and girls, for supporting the category around Australia. Everyone out there, remember to subscribe for future episodes and thanks for joining us again. Take care, everyone. See ya. Thanks.